The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and what a week it's been. The live episode recording, a way to Livy for nae points, and more importantly, nae donor kebab pairs. Then a him match versus Robbie the Jobby. Join the conversation on our socials, we're at Dude Fox Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Livy and Harps review, Scottish Cup tickets are on sale. Loan report, women's team, lottery, walking football, games or goals, on this day with the Arab Archive. We were on telly and we'll take a look back at last week's live episode. It's all coming up on episode 137 of the Dode Fox podcast. Hi, I'm Ryan Gold. You're listening to the Dode Fox podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Toad Fox podcast with the stone-cold sober Ronnie Costello and the rather hungover Paul McNichol. Any reason S Club 7 Reach has started this week's episode, Paul? I think I was dragged up uh, to, to... I didn't even want to say the word dance, to move about uh, to that song last night at the, the Fair Mayor Club of all places. So yes, you've, you've threw us under the bus. Dragged up is that? Is so, that well? I might, I might have dragged somebody. I don't can. I don't can. I was a few pints deep by that point. Okay, you were off celebrating the uh, good lady's sixty fifth birthday last night. Uh, Abdi's birthday. Abdi. Abdi's birthday. She, she was twenty one. Andrew was fifty seven, and the old man was uh, thirty four. So uh, she told me uh, yeah, it was she a good was, night. She told me during the week she was twenty five plus VAT, and I thought. That's some amount of VAT you've stuck on that. <laughs> well, mean, the price of things are going through the rest yeah, these days, Rondo. How old's your old man, by the way? The old man is 62. Oh, okay, okay. Still going yep. for it. Um, yeah, so you were you were dragged up, or were dragged, uh, or dragging people up to the dance floor last night. Honestly, can't mind. Um, what did you mean when you said, keep it tight, honey, last night? Well, the, the birthday folks at the clubby they got dragged up onto the dance floor that genuinely this time and they had to play some sort of daft game where you keep a tennis ball between your knees and you shuffle from one side of the dance floor to the other and you've got to try and drop it in a bucket so I was just offering two of them offering, done well at that they did yeah and I've got video footage of it so uh, <laughs> I could forward that on to you at some point they, they did do very well yes I was just I was just being encouraging that's all I was doing <laughs> Uh, and one of those birthday people has got Raging Huns Apples on Twitter, by the way, for an absolute exquisite tweet the other day, which is good fun. Um, so, yes, obviously uh, a bit fragile this morning, given your festivities, and it's a bit of an earlier podcast today, because people have got things to do, arseholes to wash, and everything else. Let's just take you back to this time last week at the back of yeah. living. What were you... Remember how you're feeling, what you're up to, what you were looking forward to, dare I say? I wasn't, I wasn't too bad at this time. It was a wee bit later on. Like I started, I, I thought to myself, I'm, I'm not even going to do this shitey loan report that I do every week at this point. I'm going to leave it a wee bit closer to the time because I thought to myself, I'm going to be kicking my brakes and if I can maybe tap my mind off the fact that my arsehole is twitching, by doing the loan report, then that'll help. It kind of worked a wee bit, but by the time that I, when I saw you pulling up outside the house, I was I was I was close to tears. Like I was like, I can't do this, I can't do this. I'm going to Ronnie doing. 
uh, and then I forgot the cushions. <laughs> As you saw, you we saw us come out. I, f- I forgot stuff. My mind wasn't really my mind wasn't really there, and it wasn't really there. If I'm being totally honest, until you come out with that t-shirt on, for um, I was really shiting myself up until you come out with that t-shirt on, with my face on it, and people have said to me, "Did you can?" He was going to do that. I had no idea, and I saw Rondo maybe ten seconds before that, and he didn't have that t-shirt on. He had a deer t-shirt on. So that was a great icebreaker for me. It took my mind off what we were about a day, and uh, it was it was playing sailing for there pretty much Did I found it really strange like I know we're doing this a wee bit earlier and some, sometimes we're doing a wee bit later but to no sort of date around lunchtime one o'clock I was just sitting like literally just twiddling my thumbs on with TV on and, and what yeah. it was but really you, weird but, but you know did you know how butterflies were excitement no rather than what I was I was just absolutely flapping uh, obviously seemed, I mean you seem really mad for it a week listen obviously we're speaking about the live show which was uh, last week episode 136 and before I forget, which I shouldn't have, but thanks very much to everyone who did come along and, and seemed mm. to enjoy themselves and what have you. So, um, yeah, the whole the whole week I was kind of playing it doing that. You know, it's just a live show, but a lot of organising today, and I was I was keeping a lot of stuff here and stuff like we had like banners and you were talking like what microphones do we need and all, all the stuff that you didn't really see. And then on the day we were in there at six o'clock and we got everything set up and then the actual microphones we were wanting to use didn't work. We were getting too much interference. And by this time it was like five to seven and it was like, we're going to need to change tactic here. So we ended up changing quite late and that kind of, that hour sort of passed me by a bit. Uh, and then obviously we went up the stairs for, for half an hour and then the show started around 25 to... Uh, how quick was that hour, by the way? For six to seven? Is that not the quickest hour of your life? Uh, far, uh, far too quick, to be honest. And uh, <laughs> and the, the thing that was, it, it was kind of weird because... Like I never looked to it, and kind of there's people in or, or whatever. I just, I just went up the stairs, and then, and that was it. And then, like I said, the t- the t shirts were something. It was weeks ago. I was thought I'm just gonna get a couple of t shirts in a Paul and in a Sean Dillon, uh, just for a bit of a laugh. And uh, and uh, literally, if you've not seen the photo, there's a couple of photos online. There's no loads. Um, it's just Paul's face. <laughs> it's just Paul's face. No one else is Paul's face. And uh, and that was it. But I said it. It's it's known the edit that went out, but I did say during the show that um, I kind of hope people enjoy it because the actual first half passed me by that quick. I actually couldn't gauge what was going on. I'd, uh, I uh, maybe just because it flows differently, and I was I was explaining this during the week to Scott that was running our sound at the side. Um, so you blame him for it being loud, even though it was my fault. But um, I was explaining to him that. In the, in the house because we're like we still do this over Zoom more times than not, uh, just because it's easier. And uh, on my monitor, I've got me and the screen with me and Paul in front. I've got my notes to one side. I know, imagine actually taking notes for the shambles. And on the other side, I've got like you know the United website up, the Arab Archive website up, the shop or whatever. And it's just an easy thing to go. But being in there, you're in a bit of a different scenario because I was you know to play we cut to it. I was you know you had your notes your dare I say running order and then stuff so it just sort of passed by really quickly and I kind of at half time I'm not really sure what I felt apart from Martin texting us to turn the volume did because it was blaring in the venue tell her uh, it was a bit loud so but again uh, looking back at it and then listening back because I then went and sort of cut it and got it uploaded and stuff and hearing that kind of instant reaction I just saying at the start um, you know, welcome to the Dodd Vox podcast live and getting that kind of way and whatever. And that was 
that was the cool part and you know mm-hmm. getting that feedback is the reason we kind of well, I kind of thought it would, it would transfer pretty well and there was obviously a real appetite given that you know we laugh and a joke about it but for it to sell out in seven minutes and stuff like that and people look for tickets there was obviously people want to come I think generally the, the feedback's been positive um, that people have enjoyed themselves and, and kind of seen how, it, how it's done like it's it is you know it's it, it was never going to be the most spectacle to watch given it's me at a table given it's us so, too somebody <laughs> on a sofa and stuff like that so but it was really really good fun and I, I tell you what and people maybe will no realise well they probably will because you have said you were fucking shining yourself and the t-shirt maybe helped but I think Sean Dillon really helped as well given that yeah. he was on your side of the stage like Sean watched the, watched the first half of the side of the stage and yeah. uh but he was good for you because he gave you a bit of a pep talk and stuff as well, didn't he? Just Kinda, was yeah. building up. I'm not sure what Sean thought we were walking in. I think he thought we were stepping out into the Champions League final because he was telling me to leave a bit on him and let your opponent <laughs> get in that you're there and first in three can get stuck in. I'm just going to sit on my arse and speak. <laughs> but, that, he, but he was, it was helpful. It was helpful. I thought at half time that was hilarious because Scott was coming to the stereo starts pissing himself laughing. Like, tell your opponent you're there, make sure he can first start off free. And that was good fun. That that was really good fun. But yeah, we really appreciate everyone coming along and buying tickets and and then in, in listening to it and enjoying it and saying they felt really part of it as well. So um, the obvious, obvious question you got in the back of it, are you going to do it again? I think, yes, we are. Uh, but there's a, there's a couple of things to this. That, that, and I don't want to take up too much time. So I know we've got, we've got a big episode today, but um, for, for that show, you know, it has to kind of be on a Sunday, given you kind of need to watch the game, you need to react to the game and see it and, and whatever else. Like, to go on last night and record would have just been a, a referee battering match, given what a, the first clips you see. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't... I think you get too caught up on the real shitty points where you might be looking at the bigger picture and then you can look it back, or you go out in the bevy. I mean, it's one of the two. It depends how professional you are. I don't know. But the live episode is really cool. It was really good fun. Uh, and obviously the Q&A was an exclusive if you were there. And I kept saying to people, take your opportunity. And it doesn't mean if it's daft. Like, there was there was always questions about uh, the relegation season. There was questions about, uh, you know, what what strip did he like wearing? Or how much do you like skirly beef olives? You know, th- these were the... But these are the fun questions. They could be as inquisitive as you want. You could ask him who his favourite back four were or... Anything like that, who you take on a night out. So we got loads of them, but that was a real nice exclusive. There's a couple of wee clips we may play out over time um, for it, but that's what it was about. In terms of the interview side of things, uh, we we'll, we would like to maybe, like, a night during the week, if we can get somebody local to come along, we could do the interview in the Q&A live, and it would go out on a future episode. And then there's the... That's, not, that's a live episode of Con, but there's a live show element as well that take away all the shite like games and goals and who am I which were expert shite house level last week by the way for our players but take away them take away dare I say even the loan report take away all these things and it's just a live show so it's all about the guests that are on the Q&A the interaction and getting people on and that that's something else that we'll explore as well uh, doing the line so certainly something will happen but the dates given that we were originally my original point was we wanted it to be the 9th of January so then we could really schedule it towards the end of the season but we've lost about six seven weeks but something will happen in the future that's what I'll say um but we appreciate every single person for coming out and 
uh, and enjoying themselves, which was uh, w- which was great fun. And uh, yeah, it was just and looking back and listening back, it was well worth doing it for that kind of reaction as well. And if anyone cared too much, a pint was close. by the way, given it was one fifty for a know. tin of coke with sixty nine p on the side of it, I'd love to can. <laughs> um, shout house behaviour on who am I in games of goals last week uh, the who am I wasn't too bad because uh, I did get that but the, yeah games are goals I mean you know I, I kind of hurried it, but I, I'm not even making an excuse like if I, if I had to take in an extra two minutes I, I probably still would have got nothing it was uh, it was difficult like, but <laughs> uh, that's, it's normal I think it's normal when you get nothing in these games oh, but uh, like we've done quite well uh, somewhat luck somewhat just useless information that me and you have maybe got in our head uh, but uh, last week Rockefeller done us up like a cover uh, looking back then did, did you enjoy it once you got going? definitely yeah absolutely uh, wasn't after it yes yeah yeah. And again, no, no well the next day though because I hadn't ate and then I went to McDonald's <laughs> And I stuffed my face and I paid a heavy price the oh, next day. Oh, did you? And, and ruined, ruined the birthday into the bargain as well. Fantastic. Chasers on the chasers to go be whatever you ordered? There, what was it? A, a Big Mac meal, two cheeseburgers, and a chocolate milkshake. Absolute disgrace. At that time of night, I should have just went him and, and just shut, shut my puss. Had a prawn sandwich like I did. So I exactly. So that was a live show. So thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you'll come again. Uh, at the same time as we were finishing the live show, we were also on the telly, weren't we, Paul? We were, yeah, over in, in Northern Ireland on a programme called Him, which was something to do with the Ulster Scots language. And we, myself and you, got roped into that a while back, sitting in the clip bar with Ali Heather. And uh, hey, it was a good laugh. It was, nah, no bevy. I think we were offered bevy, but I'm not sure. It might have been illegal that time of day because it was quite early on a Saturday morning. It was actually when we were playing St. Martin away because that was, like, we were a bit diva-ish. I was like, well, look, we, we hate to get the Paisley. So uh, if you want to film me, well, that's fine, but you need to wrap this up real soon because we hate to get on the road. Uh, but it was a good it was a good laugh at the time doing it. I, I seem to remember it took about two hours to do a bit. And then when I watched back, I, th- I thought they must have they must have missed someone here. We're only on screen for forty seven seconds. It's probably what's, enough. What's going on? <laughs> but it was a good laugh, and it was uh, it was interesting to see where where two pusses staring back at us for the iPlayer earlier in the week. Yeah, it's on the iPlayer if you want to check out. I don't think there's any plan for it to go on BBC Scotland, but you can check out. It's called Him. It's season four, episode three, or something like that. So uh, yeah, check out. But it was good fun uh, back in the day when we were doing it, and obviously branding very much on point as it always is. Uh, right, just before we get into it, we've got to say uh, we need a big happy birthday today for this man. Happy 36th birthday today as we record this to Charles Patrick Mulgrew. Happy birthday, sir. Um, Wouldn't have signed you, but I'm glad that we did. He's not featuring games or goals, but would you have a guess at how many appearances and goals he's got for us in his two spells? Uh, goals, I would say about four, Correct. five. Four. Uh, four, and appearances... I'll be in the 30s. I'm not sure what, maybe 33? 33. Well, he's made 29 this season. Okay. 
Well, we're in the forties then. Forty-three. Yeah, oh, forty-three. Yeah, that's Happy no bad. Big sexy. A Kenya's listen on a Monday in the Rooster Mobile on the White Training. Even though you're off on a Monday, but we'll just play doing that. So let's get into the actual episode rather than this pandering to the big sexy beast that is Charlie Mulgrew. Um, two matches this week. Uh, the only reason in the end I was venturing to Livingston on Wednesday was for a donor pie, a donor kebab pie with chilli sauce and the lot and I thought that is well worth my £25 entry fee and whatever the pie in a bovril will cost me same 30 quid out of pocket and then I got there and I went up to the counter and uh, Martin was in front of us and he said two donor kebab pies and the boy went no we're not selling them this week yeah uh, exactly the same story I went through the turnstile I hit a left I go straight to the to the counter order the same and uh, the woman's like no we don't sell them I was like are you kidding me That there's going to be about 2,000 United fans here tonight and 1,800 are looking for these pies and uh, there was none like she was like no we, we didn't sell them I was like it was on social media like you, you just went out your way to say that you were selling them tonight so I had to make do with uh, a chicken curry which was uh, stinking it was absolutely bone dry and uh, steak and gravy because I was really pissed off, so I, I come for eight. <laughs> again, for the second time again, in a week. I'm, f- I'm forever comforting. <laughs> so, um, we've not won a game at Livingston in nine attempts. I think 2005 or something was the last time we won, so obviously we went in clear expectation of ending that run. I didn't quite go to plan, did it? No, no, it was... Uh, uh, it was a horrible performance on the night. Uh, there was when you were sitting at, or sitting or standing at the side of the pitch, whatever you were doing, uh, whatever was happening in front of you, I couldn't really work a lot of it. First two minutes uh, were fine. First two minutes, exceptional. Uh, and you know, I think we done all right whilst Tony Watt was on the park, mm. but then we just, I don't know, uh, it was it was unbelievably poor. I thought, like when you look at the whole game, it was unbelievably poor on the night. Uh, I didn't think they were up to much either at times I thought they had some moments but it wasn't a great game overall they, they do enough don't they they do enough we we always struggle like, and it's not just the pitch like because as you say we've no one doing there since 2005 February Jesus Jesus was a boy so <laughs> it's it's just it's just stinking and it was one of them where and I've we've kind of both said it the last couple of weeks where you're you're sitting at the game and okay we're not winning but you didn't think that we're going to concede and lose Whereas on Wednesday, I felt it was coming. I just felt it was coming that we were going to concede. I didn't see us scoring. Uh, and we offered so little going forward again. Uh, the, the system just looked out of the place. When, when we uh, it, got, was, it was just bad. It the game, bad the game started, so me and Martin, we were up. Because this is obviously on the back of like, out on him last week that he bought a ticket for the him end. And I was trying mm-hmm. to buy a ticket next to him. And uh, he ended up, he says, I've got you, we've got two tickets, snip no problem. So he gets up to our seat and uh, the game obviously kicks off and it's kind of, it was 90 seconds or so and maybe 60 seconds in and uh, Liam Smith just gets in the box and Martin's shouting, what the fuck is Liam ah. Smith doing in the box? Thinking, uh, he's, only, stuck, he's playing strong. right back, eh? And then literally 10 seconds later, I'm like, that's what he's in the box for. <laughs> yeah. But that, it, that itself was quite strange to see Liam Smith. Uh, employed in midfield for the get-go like I know in a couple of games previous he's maybe moved 
for right back in the midfield. But to actually start him there, it was uh, it was bold, I suppose you could say. And he, he has done all right again in, in the in the last two games. But uh, it was just bizarre. Like, I, I was at my lowest ebb on, on Wednesday night. I was thinking, what are boys like Akinola and Mochre and Mikasin thinking when a right-back's getting a game in their position ahead of them? I, I, I found it bizarre, eh? but it's not been the worst decision of the week. No, um, it was really disappointing, though. You know, far too passive at times. Far mm. too passive. And like yeah. you say, we, we lost a lot when Tony Watt goes off because of the different type yeah. of player that he is. Yeah, massively. Like, and the the sideways passing again just reared its ugly head. And I don't know what it was like. Charlie McGrew, you want him on the ball if we're going to be trying to start attacks through the back, then I would rather that he was on the bar than anybody else in the back line. But for some reason, he he couldn't see what he's left out. Or I don't know if his vision was impaired on, on Wednesday night. He, he refused to pass the ball to Scott McMahon in the second half. And whoever was there in the first half, was it maybe Niskanen or something you remember at Mayor's second half because it was right in front of us. Mm. But the amount of times that we there was a big switch on or something, we just didn't take it. Missed things went backwards. It was just... Like, Livingston weren't great, but when they attack, they attack. Like, they've, they've got a wee bit of purpose about it. And the guy, like Alan Forrest, he had a good game. Now, I know that we... I know after the live show last week, it then came out almost as soon as we had said, right, thank you, good night. Boom, he's linked to United. So we, we could have spoke about that at the time. Could have done weekend in that 7pm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But he, I thought he had a good game. Like, But Livingston seemed to give him, it's no, it's no like your usual free roll, but he's kind of allowed to just drift in when he wants because he starts out on the left and he, he is quite a decent player. And they've got the other, the, the wee guy, I forget his name, up front. Uh, Bruce Anderson. 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 Now, the one thing that I noticed about him, that he, he is, he's a goal scorer, obviously. He's, he's got a knack of being a, a no-bad poacher. But when balls were getting lumped up to, to him when he's up against Edwards uh, and Mulgrew and, and Big Ross Graham, like he was an absolute menace. He, he wasn't a... I don't think he won many headers. But he didn't, he didn't make it easy for them. You know, he was jumping into them. He was just trying to put them off, getting them off balance and whatever, keep them on their toes. And like we we didn't hear that. We didn't hear that in our team on uh, on Wednesday night. So it was incredibly disappointing. Like I was really, really deflated after the game. I thought, well, that's that, that's it. Like I, <laughs> I was at a low ebb. I was thinking our season's done because we just never, we never seem to raise it when we've, you look at the league table and there's a chance, you know, oh, you win the night and you can maybe create a wee bit of a gap, a wee bit of a buffer between you and maybe sixth place because obviously the, the state of aim is to try and get in the top six and we just blew it. Like th- th- There's no other way to, to say it. We absolutely blew it on the night. We were we were garbage. We got what we deserved uh, and it was, it was just a bad night all around. Mm, it really was. Um, man of the match? <laughs> Nibdi Nibdi <laughs> No addition out Because Abdi was stinking Yeah um, It was poor It was poor I kind of I'm pretty sure I, I, I know we'll mention The referee more yet For yesterday's game But mm-hmm. Anything stick out On Wednesday I kind of mind Just his trainers <laughs> Just his trainers For Wednesday like, I've never really seen A referee running about In trainers In a professional match But then I suppose It is a carpet That you're playing on Rather than an, an actual Football pitch So Maybe he's 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 comfiest with him then. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I kind of like he. I can remember a few shouts and I can remember shouting a few times at the ref, but nothing sticks in my mind. 
probably because of the performance for the official yesterday, just yeah. completely overtook any shite housery tactics for the ref midweek. But uh, uh, it was it was just the usual for the ref, I suppose. And the thing on uh, Wednesday as well, I mean, I mean Ryan Edwards has got to go for that ball, and he he's got to go for it, and it's just summed up his week. Given that's two in a week, and he looked like a broken man when he was speaking after the game. A broken man. Yeah, yeah, it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate, but in a way, it was similar to. I'm pretty sure it was last season because uh, it was last season because we were all watching it on the TV. Unfortunately, but it was when Livingston came to Tannadice and beat us two one. We a last minute goal, and you could look at that and think, "Oh Christ, that's quite unlucky." Like a last minute goal, and, and you lose. But it was coming. Like in my opinion, that goal was coming. And okay, it was an own goal, and it is, it's unfortunate he's he's had to try and cut it out, and he has cut it out, but he's he stuck it past Benji. Uh, but but it was just what they deserved on the night. I felt so uh, it was it was shite the way it happened. But and you feel for Ryan Edwards as well because it's like that was his second goal in two games <laughs> in the wrong end. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of these things. But it was it was named. They are uh, more than they deserved. Yeah, and I'll say he looked like a bit of a broken man as he did yesterday again for different reasons. But anyway, hearts are coming calling. Uh, they had been on about a shitey patch, but they'd won two in a row. Third, probably not getting caught. I think you said that last week as well. I think it's been said a couple of times. Um, and realistically, when you looked on social media before the team was even announced, boys were feeling the worst. How were yeah, you? Yeah, uh, same. I was the same, honestly. Like I was. I was uh, no thinking we were going to get anything out of the game, uh, and then I, I, I can't I can't be any more than honest in saying that. Like uh, before the game, I was predicting two nothing hurts. I, I just I didn't see on the back of what we had produced on Wednesday night how we could trouble hurts because hurts have dealt with us twice this season uh, before yesterday quite comfortably. Uh, but I just well. The, the, the one at the one at Tynecastle was was more comfortable than the end at Tannadice, granted. But uh, I just thought we're, we're not going to get it. We're, we're in a bit of a, we're not in a rut. Like, I don't want to say we're in a rut, but performances haven't been great. Even though that defeat through the week, like the, the club try to say, oh, that's the first defeat in six. Ah, like, that doesn't tell the whole story, though. Like, we've no exactly won February six games. Like, we've won one and we've drawn four or, or whatever it was uh, so we haven't we haven't been playing great and I just thought Hearts have maybe got that bit back between their teeth and I wasn't uh, I wasn't overly confident especially when you're looking at and like Mulgrew was out uh, Levitt was out as well so Tony Watt was out Tony Watt was out yeah so Paul it was still out Freeman was out yeah so it was going to be a big ask so no nah, I, I was I was fairly downbeat before the match. I didn't think we were going to get anything out of it. And uh, the game started. Were you even in your seat in time? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always And we had a chance. On time. Like, we were in the bottom. We we were in- <laughs> right. The, the one thing about, like, we had a chance. You're spot on. And it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad effort. Uh, it was good work for Liam Smith to cut it out. He crossed it. And we just couldn't get a good connection on it. But the, the difference in their goal and... To, uh, to everything that we do is Craig Gordon picked that bar up you and he it, threw yeah. it so majority of people around me are still turning around speaking to each other saying Christ that would have been a great start uh, and then you turn back around and they're on the attack in our half they broke so quickly whereas normally if that's us if Benji gets the bar but, but it's like we're three and a half up when he's got the bar in his hands he just takes so long 
to dish you out. And maybe that's because he's been told that. Maybe it's because he kens that we're no fast on the break. I'm, I'm not sure. But they, they did the opposite of what we normally do. They threw it out. They went down the right, passed it to the left. And in fairness to the laddie boys, what a finish. An absolute peach of a finish. Like he's put it in the one place where the keeper couldn't get it. Uh, running away for goal on his weaker foot. It was it was a, a great goal for their point of view, but it did nothing to, to ease my mood <laughs> of thinking we were getting nothing out of this game today. Yeah, for the first 15 minutes of that first half, I was, I was shiting myself. I was jealous yeah. shiting that because I think I think it's been said, and I think I've, said, I've heard a lot of managers say it, and I know Tam said it as well, is that your team could score too early. On the flip side, I was thinking... I hope to God they've scored too early. Because realistically, we are a time intervene. You've still got 90 minutes to play. Yes, I get you're a goal doing, but you are actually, Ken, you're going to get a bit of a kick in the arse there, but it should be early. You've not played the hill half. Like, how seeking is it when you concede right on half time? Like, that's that's a kick in the balls, eh? Um, yeah, there are there are times when it's it's never good to concede a goal, but there are certain times where you're like, right, okay, we've, we've conceded. Mm. But there there's certain times when you do concede, and it just seems to start the wind right out. Abdi sales, the team, the fans, and the atmosphere in the ground. But we concede, and then for mm. 15 minutes, we we'll look like we're going to concede again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and any of the best efforts for Hearts was Feniskanen. Oh, what uh, safe! He's absolutely bluttered the bar. <laughs> I don't care what he's doing. Uh, I've, I've, like, he obviously tries to cut it out but Jesus Christ I mean what are you doing and right so it I'm sure face. right for that the boy Sims then has a chance when it, it, he, 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 he does Ross Graham's head oh that, that was pretty nice was, like, but then he that, put clears really the stand nice. again <laughs> I, mean, I know I know uh, 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 yeah that looked like it was going to be a goal when he's when he's dinked out of Ross Graham mm. uh, I, th- I think in the first half like, and there's no point dwelling too much on that uh, but in the first half like, United were poor again like we never really we struggle to get a foothold in the game, uh, and apart from the goal, I would say the main the main talking point for the first half was obviously all the injuries that the Jumbo seemed to get. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a like I saw on social media they were saying, "Ah, oh, but United were just kicking anything that moved," and that wasn't a that, that wasn't a matter reading of the situation. No. And I don't think I was looking at it blinkered. No, uh, but but the one person that should not have come out for the second half was the laddie Sims. Because <laughs> at, at first, because, because it's down the other end of the park, you, like it happens that quick as well. I'm thinking maybe it's a clash of heads. Maybe he's accidentally caught on me the elbow because when you jump up, you hate to jump up with your arms. Something like it's just to get your leverage. But then when you saw the players' reaction, like Benji and Butch, uh, and Butch was right over at the linesman as well. He was raging. So you thought mm, something a wee bit more sinister might have happened, and then you get speaking to people that were sitting in the, the Dod Fox. Uh, during the game and they're like oh no that he should have been off for that and obviously if you've seen it on sports scene t- t- even though the, the sports scene panellists are like nah the, it was just an accidental elbow his fucking nose is on the other side uh, of his face absolute nonsense it was a straight red all day long the referee's not even that far away from it and he's, he's obviously saw it because he booked him uh, but he's obviously saw it and thought no he didn't mean it see, see well, when you're when you're watching it on sports scene now mm-hmm. Whether you like say because you're raging when you're hearing what they're saying about it, oh, he's put his hands up and done this and whatever. Mm. See if you watch the boy Sims' reaction. Somebody yeah. must say to him or the referee or whatever. He actually just jumps as if to say, oh, "I've done that. Yeah. I've no moved yeah. arms." Nonsense. Do one, the, the, the the lassie uh, Crichton in the studio. She was like, "Ah, oh, but he didn't. He didn't mean it. He wasn't looking at the player." 
he, he didn't hit a beat just because you're not looking at wait, the players. Wait a minute, Ryan Edwards had his hand on his back. He kens he's there. He kens exactly what he is, and he kens exactly what he's doing. It's, it's, it's a red card, eh? It's a red card all day long. I, I don't care who you are. I'd be amazed if the referee even watched it back the day and thought, hmm, that's still not a red card. It's a definite red card. He's, right. he's made a mistake there. Should well, have been off. Given the uh, Ryan Jack thing didn't get any ret- retrospective, I doubt this will be either. No, no, no danger. No danger. Um, Half time, what are you thinking? Uh, we've been stinking. They should be doing the 10 men, but like we're still in this game. Mm-hmm. And end the, the to end, wasn't it? It was an end to end sort of affair, wasn't it? The whole day, I thought. But yeah. half time, I just thought if we could sneak in just before it, and I'm sure yeah. Liam Smith went, don't worry, I've got your buck. Uh, uh, but and he didn't half. At half time, I, I was generally thinking we're still well in this game. Like, I mean, the, the goal aside. And they had a couple, let's say, there was cha- a couple of chances. It was going back and forward. The injuries obviously disrupted it a wee bit. Um, yes. And then obviously... And that helped us. That, I think that helped us. The amount of injuries that they got because they were to key players as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think that that helped us. But as you, as we said, like we started to get me a lot of boys who injured. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's oh, the way it goes listen, sometimes. There's Hearts fans marking a big thing on social media. Oh, I can't have lost five players today. We went and we, three first choice first teamers sitting yeah. in the stand. Yep, and Paul, you mm-hmm. can argue he's a fourth. Kent and Freeman for the start of the season, you know. So I didn't buy that. But uh, that's the same question: Had you managed to get your ass on your seat before yes. Liam Smith picked that bar up? Yes, yeah, I did. And uh, the second half, unlike the first, I thought it was a great game of football. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed. That's that's the way I want to watch my football. Like that was really enjoyable. Uh, but when he picks it up, like obviously you're. You see it, and maybe maybe because it's Liam Smith, I don't know. Maybe they were not overly concerned, but you just thought, hit it, just hit it. Because the amount of times that we pass about with that bar when we've got chances, and we've done it a couple of times yesterday, if you see a sight at goal, just hit it. Mm. And he did. And the angle that, that I'm looking at, it was in all the way, Rondo. Like, I, I think Craig Gordon did try and get it. Uh. He should have just he should have just turned around, waited on the back, coming back out the net like it was some strike, and he'll. I hasten to say it, but you probably never score a goal like that again. Oh, and I think it means a wee bit of more because it was against like arguably the best keeper in Scotland as well. Like it was an absolute raker. What a start to the second half. And as you as we also said, like there's times that you could score and maybe concede. That was probably a wee bit of deflating for Hertz mm-hmm. because they were quite comfortable in the first half. They probably feel they should have been more than one man up. And then like 14 seconds into the second half, it's one all. Right. No, they've no really done anything wrong. <laughs> Just like an absolute raker for uh, an unusual player to score such a goal. A wee feet worldy as such. Yes. Um, and then obviously Hearts this afternoon got a wee bit worse. Um, John Suter with, yeah, for, for the type of player he is, he's very calm. He's usually very assured. I think he's a good football player. Take away all the shite about him leaving and stuff. I do think he's a good footballer. I was awfully unlike him. It was so rush. It was like you just didn't care what was going on. Yeah, no, it was rush. That's that's the best way to describe it. It was it was a tackle that you you probably wouldn't have thought that he would have made, but uh, but he did, and he never complained about it. No, uh, he just <laughs> he actually hurt himself. I think he actually injured himself in mm-hmm. in the act of fouling Nicky Clark. But it was it was good for Clark as well. He was on his toes. He got there just a millisecond ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he won the penalty fair and square. And, Picked himself up, dusted um, himself down, boom. 
I was next to the Hearts commentary boys, the 12 boys off the terrace or whatever it's called, and they were saying they were bigging up, like, you know, he saved a penalty midweek, and, and Craig Gordon's this, that, and the next thing, and I'm thinking, I'm pretty confident when Nicky Clark steps up for 12 yards, to be fair, and even yeah. though he went the right way, he got a hand on it, I think. I think he was close to it, but yeah. it just shows you, hey, you've got a penalty taker that, I, I think that's the thing, like, when you've got a penalty taker, you're really, like, I think Nicky Clark's record must be, uh, he's missed, he's definitely missed, he's definitely missed, remember him. oh, he's yes, definitely missed, but, when you look at his record overall, you've got to be confident when he sticks the ball on the spot. Like you've one hundred percent, you know, one hundred percent. That he was the guy I was wanting to take it, but I was thinking it might be McNulty because he took it last week and scored. So that you could have understood if uh, if he was given uh, handed the ball to take it. But Nicky Clark's obviously the chosen penalty taker because when he's on the park, there's nobody else targeting him other than him. Mm-hmm. And then we're two one up, and. A wee, a like during the week, uh, yeah, I will say during the week, but I'll say it the week before as well. I just wish we'd have went for the kill rather than what seemed like no protecting a lead, but just no, there wasn't a, a, an urgency to go and get a third goal, which I still yeah. think you need. Now, well, we do. The leveler came for a boy, it shouldn't have been on the park. Correct. And yeah. uh, should not have been on Absolutely the park. Absolutely correct. Uh, which is shite. Could we have done better for the corner? Million times better. Of course we could have. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. could have no been a corner for such. But um, and it was really shite on that. But it, it just when he scored, it wasn't the fact that it was too all. I was more annoyed that he shouldn't be on the park. Like generally, yep. like the yep. boy Janelli that just took a dev and and I don't care if the heart boys put me up, but I screamed, "You'd be better at the Olympia." And uh, because and then I call him says, "Just got up." See, he's, yeah. he's, it's a blatant dev. Like, yeah. get your no, you're, care you're to right. it. You're right. You're right. Uh, they, they should, in my opinion, they should have had three reds yesterday. What was your other Three name? reds. Sims, him, and who? The, Sims, Halkett, because Halkett was on a booking and then he's volleyed Nicky Clark around Aye. about two or three minutes yeah. uh, after Kevin McDonald, in fairness, <laughs> volleyed uh, Halliday, which I thought you were allowed to do. Aye. Uh, but, but you got a booking for that. And he should have got booked for that. And if, if Halkett gets booked for the assault on Mickey Clark, then that's that's two yellows. Janelli, he talks to Dev. Oh, then gets nothing. booked. Ah, and then he, he gets booked for absolutely melting Ross Graham. That's it, yeah, yeah. Absolutely melting him. So, in my opinion, if the ref has done his job properly, they finish the game with eight men. Now, I'm, I draw as a fair result, so I'm not saying that that's, that's cost us. But, like, in a way... The, the Hulk at being on the park, if he's sent off when he should have been sent off, he, he obviously can't score that goal. Mm. But defensively, like Hulk, it's not even that tall. Like he shouldn't, he shouldn't. Maybe, maybe we missed Edwards. I don't know. Maybe we missed Edwards in that in that moment because I think it was Butcher that was marking him, and he, he should do better. Mm. And he had a good game, the Butch, but he should do better at that. Yeah. And like we didn't have anybody on the bloody posts. What's that about? We've got Abdi back. And nobody on the post. Yeah, we, but clubs don't do that now. Eh? It's barely MD that does it. But it's annoying because then you get punished for that. One thing I ne- we need to mention eh, is for, for obviously Mulgrew was out that we didn't really know about until it happened. Mm-hmm. And then obviously uh, Edwards goes down. Can we just say Callum Butcher in the middle of that back three barking at both of the boys to keep them going? Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. the three of them were brilliant. I thought, the th- I thought yeah. Lewis Nielsen come yeah. in and once he got his first touch he went on a wee mm-hmm. Maisie 
he settled right down and I thought the three of them were excellent and I thought Benji yeah, was excellent too. as well to be fair me, me too in, in the second half certainly yeah and Benji had a couple of good saves as well but uh, yeah I thought Big Lewis was was superb when he came on and he's and still played never, for ages mind no yeah. and he never like, he never gets a run he never gets a run like it's it's quite sporadic when he gets his, his games which kind of make it easy to get for him you know to find your form. Mm. And Big Ross Graham, he, he had a difficult time in the first half, I would say. Certainly when the boy Sims chips a bow over him and, and runs around the other side. And well, listen, would have been a, with no mention, a great goal. he got a bit of a, a tough time during the week. Oh, he did, yeah. But he, but everybody was poor through the week, Rondo. Aye, but he, everybody was poor. But he then bounces back and like, so he goes up against the boy Sims, was a bit of a unit. But yeah. I thought again, on the whole, I thought he was very, very good in this. But let's say, especially second half, I thought they were even even the, the bravery in the incident with Janelli because he must have known he was getting smashed. He was getting absolutely yeah because Janelli, like he, when you, I've seen it back and at the time when I was watching, it, I thought Ross Graham. He's obviously looked to see where he's running, but he's looking at the ball all the way. Janelli just looks at the man and jumps in him mm-hmm. like bad games for him. Uh, but he was extremely brave to do that. Like I can remember when John Souter was young. Like, and he was, he was well, when he was young. He's bloody still young, I suppose. But when he was at United and he was really young, he was so good with the ball at his feet. But I thought in the air, he just he didn't hit. I'm not sure if it was a fear thing or, or what, but he just didn't. He was lacking in that. Now he's he's got that now, I would say. But Ross Graham's got that. And every time I watch Ross Graham have a good game, uh, my wee heart has a wee chuckle at Dunfermline. It's it's unbelievable. Like, I kinda. I can't believe it. Was he just out of form? We like, could probably what? clip together the amount of times you say, uh, and Ross getting into Finland, knowing the team. Ross getting yeah. into Finland, knowing yeah. the team. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable, that. Rondo. How? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I enjoyed the game. Second know, half was great. For the 15 minute onwards, second half, great game of football, tackles, injuries, blood, drama, shite by refereeing, you know, yeah. um, a good Scottish game of football, but. It does feel like two points dropped because we were on top at 2-1, but we didn't really look like getting a third. Uh, mm. I thought we should have got a goal just for McNulty putting in on Craig Gordon. thought, bugger, <laughs> have that. Hoping, thinking, yeah. that'll be nice to go off. Um, and at one point during the day, we were fourth. We're obviously now seventh, but it's so close in that. You know, one point separates fourth to eighth, which is mental. Yeah. But I think... It's a big thing to get a reaction for how bad we were during the week. But yeah. it does feel like, oh, man, we should have got the three. You know, but so, again, so many games like that, Laurent. Yeah, so many yeah. games this season where you, yeah. we should have done better. We should have yeah, done better. Without a doubt. And uh, and overall, maybe your point is a good given that, you know, say there's boys getting it. Oh, we could get four the day. Or even going one nil doing you're thinking, oh, this could be a tough afternoon. A real, yeah. real tough afternoon. You know? Um and <laughs> referee, I mean, Jesus. Well, it, well it, it happened before as well. The last time he was at Tannadice, where both sets of fans are telling him that he's something that rhymes with an oil tanker, and it's <laughs> like, I mean, that if you if you're the ref and that's happening, people are uh, say, saying that because your performance has gone unnoticed. You know, you've obviously pissed off Abdi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we a series of shitty decisions but but there you go yeah um, man of the match there was a few I would say like Ross Graham was excellent uh, Butcher was was excellent as well I felt but I would I would probably get to Liam Smith uh, just because he's playing in a position that's done well 
yeah, he done very well. Like, and it's I, I think it's unusual to him, but he's quite positive when he's in that in that role. Like he, he tries to get forward, which is something that no no many of our other midfielders seem to want today. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, and he drove on at that one in that one moment. He took a shot when probably no many other players would have took a shot. We would have probably passed it out wide to nobody or uh, or fell out or something or turned around and went backwards. But no, nah, I think he's he's come in to that position. Um, he's not quite made it his own like if, if Dylan Levitt's fit then I would still rather that he was in that position but he's come in and he, he's he's definitely doing a job for us Yeah, and so a, I think he was probably the best of the bunch used to be and a first 90 minutes for Kevin McDonald in two years mm-hmm. yep he, he's, I still think he runs quite fine he doesn't look like a professional football player when he moves about that park but when he's got the bat his feet uh, he's you could see he's a good player like no doubt about it mm. and he scrammed yesterday yeah, the old man came up with uh, a steak pie at halftime, which which wasn't requested. There was only one. I wasn't a, I wasn't feeling anxious or, or down, so I wasn't having a comfort eat. So uh, it was tasty. So thank you very much, Dad. Um, obviously, we'll we'll preview the Celtic match next week, given it's on the Monday. Uh, but three league games left. Away to St Mirren on the 19th, away to Hibs on the 2nd, and then home to Dundee on the 9th. Three matches left before the split. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, uh, if we're but before the game yesterday, like uh, people of a negative mindset were, were looking down the way. So me, I was thinking, Jeezy peeps, like we, I keep hearing these noises saying we're we're close to fourth and we're might get into Europe, which is very true. We are we're, we're like a a bar here off it, but we're also close to tenth, and that was. That was my negative mind space yesterday. Join the league table. Land. Well, we're seventh, right? Uh, so, and I, and I, I kind of are really, really tight. So, Celtic Rangers seventy. Obviously, Celtic play Livingston today. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah. Celtic Rangers seventy. Hearts on fifty. Right then, it's Pibs Livingston on thirty-seven. Ross County Dundee United Motherwell thirty-six. St Mirren thirty-three. Aberdeen thirty-two, and then St St Johnston twenty-four. Dundee twenty-three. As well, yeah, right? yeah. So the five of the teams are like out of it. Like Celtic Rangers, they're in the league of their own. Hertz, they're not going to go any higher. They're not going to go any lower. I'm surprised people are even going to their games anymore. Uh, Dundee and St Johnston are fighting out. I had to correct my mate Jimmy last night. He's like, I oh, are fighting out for twelfth. No, you're not. You're fighting out for eleventh, mm-hmm. mate. Uh, and my mate Jimmy's a D. Uh, so, so they two teams are kind of cut adrift as well. And it's just the rest. Like everybody else in that other that other group uh, is fighting out for fourth, fifth, and sixth. Five and points between fourth and tenth. Yeah, and look, looking at it just now, like Ross County and Livingston are probably the foreign teams. Yeah. Uh, so you'd hate, like you'd hate fancy them. Uh, like who knows, they might get absolutely scalped today. Uh, Livingston, that is, but I would doubt it. You know, it's no, it's not an easy place to go. It's that Livy yeah. as well. It's on that carpet, so. Yeah, we'll see. But we've 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 got. To, I mean, it's in our hands. I know that we're seventh, but it's in our hands. We've, we can go to St. Man. We can get something there. I've no doubt. Hibs, we've done it before, uh, and they're not exactly firing on all cylinders just now. Their main man up front suit as well, and then you've got Dundee. So we've got as good a chance as anybody. Mm-hmm. But if we if we play the way we did second half yesterday, we've got we've got a great chance. If we play like we did at Livingston then we'll end up in the bottom half of the league. That's, mm. that's just the way I'm seeing it. Yeah. Well, one thing I saw, and it was actually, I'd, I'd already written this down, and I saw a tweet this morning for 
uh, podcast by Jonas. And uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of similar as it was, I didn't really buy the seasons a write off what people are saying because uh, I, I was kind of saying that after I, Wednesday. But, yeah. And then when you look at the second half and he has points exactly the same as mine, when you look at the second half yesterday and you add in a lever, a Mulgrew, a Watt, still in the cup, granted massive ask, but yeah, I mean, you can't, I know people keep, people love bringing up it's two wins in about 18, right? Yeah. We've got, um, thank now this could be Dorfox territory, fact territory, but it's very close. Our mm-hmm. record is pretty similar to Hearts since the turn of the year in terms of wins, draws and defeats. Now, it doesn't feel like it, but we've said so many times recently, us, Hibs, Aberdeen, Motherwell have all been on the same shitty runs, real ups and downs. St Myrna, obviously, when Jim Goodwin was there, obviously now Jim no win since he's went there. That's nine and four up at Aberdeen. Um, you know what I mean? So they went on that good run. They had a really good run of it. But you are right. Ross County, I think, have now undefeated in six. Levy yeah. have in one defeat in about six or whatever it is. But when you look at the rest of them, and that, I actually looked at Hearts there. So uh, for the turn of the year, since we come back, so that was the 18th. We've won four, drew five, lost three. Like We've only lost three since the turn of the year, yeah. right? And then you look at Hearts' record for the turn of the year, and they've won... Uh, I think they've won four, drew three, and lost four. It's very similar, and they're third run now, are yet, You know, yeah. but again, no, no, they but got two big wins against Samirn and Aberdeen in the last two weeks that have just probably just went bricker on. We'll be third. We could loss every game now, and they probably wouldn't have got caught. Like they yeah. probably wouldn't. Have, you know, no, they're, they're no. I, I, it's more. It's it's the performances though that we're that we're having to watch. Like it's. And in, in, in the same game, it can be a nightmare and then half decent. You know, it's it's, it's frustrating watching it. It really is. Yeah. And I'm not even accusing the players of lacking any effort. Like they yesterday, they were they put in a great amount of effort. They usually do, but for whatever reason, like we often play utterly key, mm-hmm. uh, and we shouldn't be like we we've got players that should be playing a lot better than what we are playing at times uh, and we have played very well before this season in, in certain games not enough in my opinion but in certain games so it can be done but I don't know I don't know but we, we, we're still in with a show at top six but improvements are needed all over the place mm. I mean the big thing about if you get into the top six then you can lose our five games and at least you're, you'll finish sixth you know what I mean and it's obviously yes. for the money and stuff like that as well. Of course, um, of course. But I think you're right. I think five clubs are now got their own battles to fight. You know, Hearts mm. have got a fake interest in getting sick and it'll never happen. But just make sure you keep the wheels for the door and the other two doing the bottom are just fine for their lives. And that's why if you end up in a bottom six, that's what you need to remember, eh? Like, they two teams are fighting for their lives and they just go in hell for leather. So we'll keep yeah. an eye on it. It's still very much, we're going to play St. Murn and Hibs. Two teams are in and around us. You know, so you would like to get more And they're of both that. away, aren't they? They're yes. both away the games, yeah. 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 And we're good right on the road. We've, we've won a good two games so far for him. Uh, well, yeah. And uh, so that needs to improve. One of them was, was the Easter Road, though. Best performance. One year. of them was, yeah. And another one should have been at St. Mern when, uh, when McNally was through and hit the bloody post. Uh, so, correct. yeah, you know what? We're, de- there's, we're definitely still in it, but like it's... I think my, my overall mood is frustrated at what we've, we've had to, to watch recently, but We've got a chance. Yeah, very much so. Um, right, we will preview the Scottish Cup game against Celtic next week, given it's on the Monday night, but tickets are on sale 
for the Scottish Cup quarter-final. Uh, you can get them online at dundeeunitedfc.co.uk. They're available in-store and over the phone as well. £27 for adults, £15 for concessions, £10 for the under-12s. Uh, thank you very much to the chairman, of course, for giving up some time last week to come and talk to us before our live show about it and uh, tell us a bit more of why the club have opted to take the uh, the shed over that. I mean, they're going to bring three and a half, four thousand fans with them, but hopefully we can get uh, a fair bit of backing for the team next week. But again, we'll move on for that because we we will speak about it next Sunday. Uh, I don't have your sound effect that I did last week for your drum roll. But uh, it's time for everyone's favourite part of the podcast. Get the kettle on, go and get a pint, a pee, a poo, whatever you need. It's time for the loan report. Magic. Here we go. This week's loan report. We'll start with Mark Connolly at Dundalk. Big Mark Connolly and his Lily Whites headed for the Showgrounds Park on Saturday, where they would take on Sligo Rovers. In a fairly uneventful match that would finish nil-nil, the only thing of note was that Connolly has again picked up a yellow card. No like him. Next week, he heads to Shelburne. Trevor Carson at Morecambe. Trevor again played the full 90 minutes for his lone side Morecambe as they travelled down to Luggieville to take on Plymouth Argyle. It was another poor result for him, however, as his team lost 2-0 and continue their tenancy in the relegation places for another week. Declan Glass at Kilmarnock. Deco played most of the Challenge Cup game last midweek as his Killy side went out of the tournament, losing 2-1 to Wraith. He'd have hoped on the back of that to have kept his place in the side when Hamilton came to Rugby Park on Saturday, but that didn't happen, and he spent the entire afternoon sat on his arse on the bench. His horrible killy side won 2-0. Logan Chalmers at Inversnegge. Logan was back from injury, and Billy Dodge thought it best to start him on the bench. In what was a key game of football, Logan was subbed on in the 75th minute when he came on for Aaron Doran. In his 15 minutes on the park, his team conceded and Logan himself passed up a golden chance to snatch a point right at the death, but blazed over as the ball was on his right foot. A living without a win now for Inverness and they lost this one 1-0. Flynn Duffy at Peterhead. Last Tuesday, Flynn and his Peterhead pals headed for the Tatty Field at his Firhill to play against Queen's Park. He started the match, as per, but only lasted until the 28th minute of this one as he pulled up with a slight knock. On the night, his team lost 2-1. On Saturday, his team were to travel to Aberdeen to play high-flying Cove Rangers. And after me singing his praises last week about the number of starts that he's made during his loan spell, of course, he was left on the bench. In hindsight, that may not have been a bad thing. He came on for the last two minutes of the game, and at that point, his team were 5-2 down. That's how the game would finish. And the moral of this story, Rondo, didn't play Flynn, your team will get pumped. It's that simple. For Cove... Kai Fotheringham was once again a subby for them, but he did get on in the 81st minute. Darren Watson at East Fife. Nay Darren Watson in the matchday squad on Saturday as his East Fife team travelled up to Lynx Park to play Sean Dillon and friends. The game would finish 0-0. Adam Hutchison at Dumbarton. Adam would start his side's game against Queen's Park and, similar to a few of his lonely mates this week, it wasn't to be the happiest of afternoons. He played for 62 minutes in defence before being withdrawn. His team lost 3-0. Leighton Bisland at Brecon City. Leighton Bisland made his first start for Brecon through the week as he played for the full 90 minutes against Keith. It will come as no surprise to you all to find out that Brecon comfortably ran out 6-0 winners on the night against the one-man team. 
On to Saturday, and it was Wick Academy that were the visitors to the hedge, and Leighton found himself back on the bench. He did get on in the 38th minute, though, as he replaced former D, Ian Davidson. In what was to turn into a scoosh for Brecon, the team ran out 5-1 winners on the day, a result that keeps them in fourth place and just four points off the top. Jack Newman and Reese Caves at Spartans. It was the Lowland League Cup for Spartans this weekend, and both Jack and Reese would start the game. They also played the full 90 minutes in a match that finished 1-0. Sean Brown at Cumbernauld Colts. Sean's still out with an injury, so he played no part in his side getting scalped 5-0 for Bonnie Rigros. Rory Adams at Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale. Saturday brought East of Scotland Division 1 promotion chasers Dunapace to Ainsley Park in the first group game of the League Cup. Dunapace were keen to get on the front foot and within 10 minutes, following a mix-up between two of Hutch's defenders, Dunapace took the lead with a clinical one-on-one. While Hutchie started to play more football, it was their opposition that controlled the ball well when they had it without overly bothering Rury in the goal. Fortunately for Hutchie, their superior possession paid off with a long-range equaliser just before half-time. Hutchie continued to apply pressure in the second half, but a rare Dunapace attack resulted in a free kick just outside the Hutchie box. The resulting ball was whipped in, and a forward from the opposition was able to get his head on it, leaving Rury with no chance. 2-1. Hutchie then took the game to their opponents, but it was only after an extended period of pressure they got the equaliser. Shortly after, on another attack, the Hutchie winger collided with the, the opposition keeper, who had come out to clear the ball, and he was forced into the pitch perimeter fence. It didn't look good and resulted in him being taken to hospital. Fortunately, the game was able to continue, and following a shot that hit the Dunapace post, a Hutchie striker was able to bundle in a third. With only a little time left, the opposition tried to get an equaliser, but weren't able to trouble Rury's goal. A good 3-2 win to put Hutchie top of their group. The women's team. Last midweek, the ladies hosted Borough Muir at home, albeit up in Blair Gowrie, where 150 punters showed up to support them. The paying punters weren't to be let down on the night as the ladies put in a great display. The team got off to a great start with Jade McLaren scoring in five minutes. Podcast pal Tammy Harkin would then get her first of the night with a volley from a Danny McGinley assist. The team were on easy street by that point and made a lightning quick start to the second half. Podcast pal Danny McGinley would strike the post with a shot. Just two minutes later, was brought down in the box for a penalty. She picked herself up, dusted herself down and sent the keeper the wrong way. 3-0. In 57 minutes, the scoring was complete as Tammy Harkin was first to react to the Muir keeper making an arse of a cross and she coolly slotted home. The 4-0 win sent the ladies 15 points clear at the top of the table, and with nine games to go, I mean, that's it's done, Rondo. Like, the pleasantly You've been sitting plump out for a while. Singing, uh, I've said it for the start of the season, pleasantly plump ladies singing, champagne corks getting popped, uh, and today as we record this, they're at home against Queen's Park, and I'm going to predict another win, and uh, at least they'll still be 15 points ahead of their, their nearest. So it's almost done. It's almost a title party. And uh, I think we're going to try and sponsor a bar around about the title game so that we can jump on the bandwagon and look great. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's essentially what we're trying to do here, Rondo. So yes, the girls won 4-0 last week. I'm hoping that they win again this week. And the title is within their grasp. Indeed it is. Uh, Dundee United Community Trust walking football team uh, will be playing in the first round of games at the RPC in the East of Scotland League. 
So a very good luck to all involved from both of us. If you'd like to play or get more information how you can play in the walking football team, you can contact the Community Trust for more information. Tales from Tandai Street is in its final print run. Go to dusf.scot forward slash nutmeg to order yours. Uh, they are closing in on 2,000 members. You can join up with those members that we've already got. Uh, and your fellow Arabs, go to dusf.scot forward slash pledge. You could be united and join the foundation. United Futures Lottery Jackpot. It's no me one again. £2,000 up for grabs this Friday. There's, of course, a never a bad time to sign up for the lottery. Pound a week. Sign up, get the details. UnitedLottery.co.uk. And remember, all the proceeds go to support our academy. Uh, the 50-50 yesterday, £755, first prize, ticket number 163269, and a second prize, £250, ticket number 165374. Again, that website, if you want to play for our academy, and make the future It's time for games or goals. Five points up for grabs. You just have to match the five players to hear the amount of games they played or the goals they scored. For everyone you get correct, you get a point. The only resource allowed is Arab Archive. Uh, no points were awarded last week. It was all for a bit of fun for the live episode recording. And uh, well done to our players on both Games or Goals and Who Am I? You won themselves a Dode Fox podcast goodie bag, one of which I still have here. It's no been delivered uh, because he ran off nice and early. Uh, it's currently... Ronnie 62, Paul 64, so Paul can extend his lead from two points up to seven points, depending how well he gets on. Are you ready for this week's players? We're good to go. Brian Welsh. Brian Welsh. That's Paul. Danny Griffin. Danny Griffin. A podcast, pal. Lee Wilkie. Podcast, pal. Mark Dernan. Cheesy peeps. Okay. Mark Perry. Mark Perry, Mr. Gumshield himself. Okay, numbers. Four. Jesus. Okay. Ten. Okay. 12. 12. Mm-hmm. 14. Mm-hmm. And 87. 87. Okay. Right. What do you think of that selection I, of defenders? Well, I've, 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 there's some, some no bad ends there, and there's, and there's Mark Dunnan. Uh, it's a fair aside team. Right. Dunnan's playing up front, is he? Probably, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, well, I've I've just scribbled it down. I don't want to keep belabouring all this section, so I'm just going to hit you with numbers. Oh, so I've got, I've got yes, Brian Welsh, fourteen. I think yeah, that definitely goals. Uh, Danny Griffin, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him ten because he took three kicks. But if I'm being honest, I can't mind him scoring ten goals. Uh, Lee Wilkie, four. He definitely scored. He definitely played more. Uh, Mark Dunnan, 12. That'll be goals. And Mark Perry, 87. But then, hmm, that might be Walkley's appearances. 
Not sure. Anyway, Mark, that's that's what I'm going to give you this week. Mark Perry, 87. Mark Dernan, 12. Lee Wilkie, 4. Danny Griffin, 10. Brian Welsh, 14. Hit me. Brian Welsh. Yes. Made 177 appearances for our glorious yeah. football club. Mm-hmm. He scored 14 goals. I'll take that. Danny Griffin. Mm-hmm. Didn't play very much, did he? Made 87 appearances. Oh, that's, that's a lot. He scored Maybe. five goals. You only scored five. Okay. I remember a, a world EO free kick up at Petaudry. Uh, Lee Wilkie hmm. made 94 appearances. Okay. He scored 10 goals. 10 goals. Wow. Mark Dernan made 114 hmm. appearances. Yeah. He scored 12 goals. Yeah. And Mark Perry made 159 appearances, scoring four goals. Four. So you got two okay. out of five. So you can you can overtake me next week. You must be awfully happy at that prospect. Which is the first time in quite a long time I've been within that kind of distance of doing that. So we'll take that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> uh, right, the uh, Toad Fox podcast shop is back open. There's a couple of new items dropping this week. Toadfoxpodcast.com uh, to check out. Thank you very much to everyone who supports the podcast by buying a mug or a hoodie or just go and have a wee look. We are very, very much appreciated indeed. Uh, right, on this day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Clubs since 2006. Now, I don't know what happened, right? But I wrote this on Friday night and it's disappeared. So, no. kind of need to go a wee bit off the cuff for this, right? So, 7th of March okay. is our focus today. One game, one sign and one birthday. For the game, we're after 1979. Dave Neary, he'd been having trouble with a big toe passed a late fitness test as United went into the game at Fur Park. his big toe he was in trouble with. It could be Andy's big toe. Could be Annie Helen's. Yeah. I don't know. Might, might be Annie Helen's big toe. You know? So we, we ended up going in the game full strength hoping to get back to winning ways after four consecutive defeats. Davey Dodds came in for Graham Payne who dropped to the bench and Frank Capel replaced Derek Fr- uh, Fife as the other substitute. We should now worried. Goals for Neri, Stewart and a luggy double won the match 4 nothing. What were we Easy. worried about? Easy work. Easy peasy. Jabbing easy. And, uh, right, on to, uh, do you want the signing or the birthday first? What do you want? Signing. Signing. Sign oh. Right. This player, throughout his time at Tannadice, it was quite short, he takes his rightful place in United history thanks to his only goal against Aberdeen at the end of the league split to secure a 1-0 win and United's place in the top six of the SPL nine appearances one goal signed on this day by Jackie McNamara Rory Boulding yep everybody remembers that goal don't they indeed indeed uh, scenes absolute scenes birthday boy of the day uh, he actually made 23 appearances right and scored two goals now before I tell you his name uh, I think that's too here I might be being harsh, but I think that's too high. No, because it's factually incorrect. I'm just amazed he played 23 times. 
right? Mm-hmm. He, he played more often in the reserves than the under-21s. He was on loan at Forfar in Ross County before signing for the Dingwall Club along with Jamie McCunney. In June 2003, as Tony Bullock moved in the yeah, to United in the other direction. Before I tell you, do you care what it is? No. Happy 39th birthday today to Robbie's brother, David Winters. I'm surprised he played that, that many games. Me too. Yeah, and he scored a couple. Two hmm. goals. Uh, they were both in the same. It was the 2001-2002 season. He made 16 appearances and got two goals. We were terrible back then, were we? Jeez, we, we, we? I mean, we've had we've already had a guest on who told who knew tell who was we were poor then and Mark Wilson. Yeah, and yeah. We, we might have someone next week. I might tell you a bit more about that. That's all I'm saying. All right. So yeah, if you're still no, listening at this point, not. you might hear face somebody next week. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair news. Indeed, but yeah, so I find that really weird, but I don't know why I didn't change But up. before we wrap up the day, Rondo, something that's just popped into my head for last night's out into the Fair Mare Clubby. I got was uh, speaking. Kebab and chips after that, or extra chilli sauce? Absolutely not, no, no. I've learned my lesson for last week and McDonald's fiasco. Uh, no, I was speaking to a guy named Alex Middleton, big United fan, and he listens to our nonsense uh, on a weekly basis, and he's technically been on the podcast at some point. Can you mind when we were speaking to Hamish and he was on about Monaco and he was like, ah, there was fans sleeping on the beach and whatever. And we went in, we saw them. Alec Middleton was the boy sleeping on the beach. <laughs> Alec's now in his 70s, but he was like, that, that, I was listening to that and he's on about me. Incredible. And it was me sleeping on the beach in Monte Carlo. Super. That is brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I spoke to a couple of people at Livingston as well. I'm really bad about getting names or even asking for names. Because um, I never remember them, but uh, it was good to speak to a couple of boys last week and just about mm. it was. And then the boy next to us it was just like, uh, like on the side, went to his seat and just went, How was Sunday? Was it good? I was like, I was alright, man. Thanks very much. And then it was just, you know, these random things. But yeah, always a lot of fun. Uh, always a lot of fun. So, uh, no, listen, looking back to last week, thank you very much to everyone who, who come along and, and stuff. And hopefully we'll have someone we can announce in due course or someone else we can look forward to and have a bit of fun on an evening for sure. Um, another Saturday without football this week ahead of the Scottish Cup quarterfinal. Of course, we'll see you all in hobby craft. Uh, we are at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. You can grab some merch, dodefoxpodcast.com. Do have a great week. Stay safe and don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. Oh.